All right, we were good? Y'all ready for the word? All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Your word is true. It's always on time. Thank you, Father, for blessing us, changing us. Thank you for, for, for giving us hope as we, uh, as we came in this place, Father, and as we leave. We are blessed coming in and blessed going out. Father, thank you for, for the people you have here at this appointed time to hear this word. Father, you are such a gracious God. Thank you for blessing us beyond measure in Jesus' name. Let the church say amen, amen, amen. Blessed with believing. Blessed with believing. We are blessed, but it's with believing. Amen? I'm going to show you how that works. Sometimes we, uh, sometimes we can be blessed and not know it. Blessed and not feel it at the time. Yeah? Anybody feel that way? Sometimes you, you forget just who you are and how blessed you are. This is, uh, is going to be a wonderful, wonderful message for us today. All right? Genesis chapter 12. Uh, it says, now the Lord had said to Abram, he's not yet called Abraham, Abram, get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house. Now, some of us would be like, thank you, Lord. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Seriously. Like, like, do y'all love your family? Like, love. I'm talking about your extended family. Pace, y'all be careful how you answer this, because sometimes now if the lord told you to run from the house you'd be like thank you lord answer prayer but that ain't what this message is about all right to a land that i will show you i will make you a great nation i will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing i will bless those who bless you and i will curse him who curses you and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed see that blessing right there and you shall be a blessing that's the first time in Scripture, remember the law first mentioned? First time in Scripture that we see the word blessing. Blessing. We've seen bless because bless is, is, a, is a verb and it was used in Genesis chapter 1. But, but this is the first time you see the word blessing. The law first mentioned says that there's something there for the first time. Go check it out. Dig a little deep because there's a beautiful message there. Amen? So blessing. Blessing. This is the, uh, the Hebrew word for it. Um, the first two letters are bar, all right? Bet, resh, uh, bet, resh, and I can't remember the last one, so you just have to go. Bet, resh is bar. It means son, okay? Son. And the last letter there is open hand. That's what it means, all right? So you have the son with an open hand, all right? How many of you guys know that whenever there's a blessing, it always involves Jesus, the son, with an open hand? That open hand is not there to smack you. That open hand is there because it is for you freely. It's blessing. Amen? Thanks for driving me nuts and keeping ignoring that last letter. Are there any Hebrew scholars in here? Blessed but barren. Abram was pronounced blessed, but he was barren, right? He hadn't had a child yet. Blessed but barren. He was righteous. We're about to see that. He's righteous, but, but unproductive. Righteous, but unproductive. Why is that? Sometimes we forget who we are. Sometimes we forget what we've been given. Amen? And, and sometimes we feel like we're defeated. Sometimes we're like, where are you, God? Where are you? You said I was blessed. He said, you are blessed. You are blessed. You just got your mind on the wrong thing. You got your mind on your problem. You got your mind on your issue. 
when your mind should be on me. And not because I'm going to hammer you for not doing it. It's everything you need is right in front of you. It's like we're in a room with everything we need, but the light is off and we can't see it. But the moment you look to Jesus, that light comes on. And you're like, wow, it's right here. That happened to my wife. When I met her at Santa Fe Community College, her world was dark in a world smothered by fear. In walks Troy Sup, girl. Yeah, that's how it went down, I'm telling you. If y'all could have been there, you'd have saw it. Angels were there. It was awesome. Genesis 15, 1. After these things, the word, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Say vision. Vision saying, do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. Now, listen. After these things, you got to find out why it's there, right? So the chapters before this, uh, his, his nephew Lot got captured. Abram uh, got some of his closest servants together. They went and rescued him, defeated them, and brought him back. And now he's afraid that there might be some retaliation going on, okay? That's, where, that's what it means after these things. So, so Abram, was, uh, he was afraid. But the Lord showed up. Hey, babe, we were just talking about you very highly, by the way. Do not be afraid, he says to Abram. I am your shield. Now, it's a vision. It's a vision. And the vision part of that is shield. He's there. He's, he's Abraham's shield. And that word there, if, you're, if your name is Megan, that's what your name is. You're a shield. Amen? It's Megan. So you, God is a shield to him. So we don't have to be afraid. God is a shield to us. He is. And, and we got to understand that. that, that we, there's the, when it says you, had, you shouldn't have a spirit of fear, we got to know that that's why, because he's our sheer, shield. He goes before us and he's our rear guard. Guard, we are completely surrounded by him and his protection. Completely. If you fear something, man, let me just tell you, you got to start speaking out. He is my shield. My shield. And make it personal. He is my shield. I'm not going to walk in fear. I don't operate in fear. I operate in power. I operate in truth. That's who I am. Now, it sounds good to say that, but how many of you guys know when the rubber meets the road? That's when it needs to come out. It's faith. It's faith. Your exceedingly great reward. The word reward there is unbelievable. It literally means wages, reward, pay, fair, fee. Passage money. So when you look at this, God is your head is your paymaster. That's what it's saying. It, it's not your it's not your employer. Because you can lose that like that. It's not the job you have next if you're self-employed. It is not anybody on this earth. It is the Lord who is your paymaster. And he's a good paymaster. Because he always comes through. Well, uh, he didn't come through for me a couple months ago or whatever. No, he you're here. You're breathing. You're clothed. Amen? He is your pay master. The Lord dictates that. And don't be afraid to ask him. Amen? Ask, ask for big. Big, big, big. All right, keep going. But Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me seeing I go childless? See, he was blessed, but he was barren. And he was fearful. And when you're fearful, you forget the Lord's promises. Don't you? I do. 
right, and the heir of my house is Eleazar of Damascus. Then Abram said, look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is, is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him saying, this one shall not be, in your, be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. All right. Then he brought him outside and said, look now toward heaven. You guys remember this? This is a very famous, famous Bible story. Uh, look now toward heaven and count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to Abraham, so shall your descendants be. And he believed. He amen. That's what that word means. He amen God. He believed him. He believed in the Lord. He believed in the Lord and he accounted it to him for righteousness. Isn't that beautiful? That's all he did. He just believed. And because he amen what the Lord said, God counted him righteous. So even when he failed, Abraham was still righteous. And he failed, yes? But God saw him as righteous. So when he prayed, his prayers were heard. Not because he was good, but because he was pronounced righteous. Beautiful. So see that introduction to, to three words? If you look at this verse right here, the last one, verse 6, that's the first time the word believed, the word accounted, and the word righteousness appear in the Bible. Don't you think it's important for us to understand that? That if you believe, God accounts it to you for righteousness. That's the most important thing that you could, that this verse is so important because this is the gospel. This right here is the gospel. You believe on Jesus and God accounts it to you for righteousness. It's not what you do. It's who you confess with your mouth. Amen? So that's what this is all about. This right here. Now listen, the, this, this next thing says the stars were made to tell a story before the written form. The stars, God created the stars to tell a story. That's why they're up there. Everyone wants to start up there for they were there to tell a story. That's why they were created. Look at this verse right here in the King James. Same verse, uh, Genesis 15, 5. And he brought him forth abroad and said, look now toward the heaven and tell the stars. Tell the stars. The word there for tell in Hebrew is to tell the story. Tell the story. Look at the stars. Tell the story. That's up there, right? Same word used for like, for like to write a book it's a variation of that word so so he told abraham to look up there and tell the stars like the story in the stars look at the stars if you believe that i'll count it to you as righteousness and what did he show him we don't know here but we have the benefit of going back to the new testament where paul wrote this in galatians and the scripture that's the old testament scripture and the scripture for foreseeing that god would justify the gentiles by faith Preach the gospel to Abraham beforehand saying, in you all the nations shall be blessed. That's Genesis. That's Genesis 15. So what was the message? He said that it's justification by faith. That's the message he showed him in the stars. In other words, it's not what you do anymore. It's not about your works anymore. It's about faith. It's about being justified by believing. Amen? That's the message in the stars that Abram saw. It's unbelievable, man. God preached the gospel of justification by faith. That's what he showed Abraham. You hear this term gospel thrown around all the time. I heard it yesterday a hundred times. The gospel, the gospel. What's the gospel? That's the gospel. The gospel, uh, the justification by faith. That's the only gospel. 
If you're be, trying to be justified by what you do, that's not good news. Because you're going to fail. And we just, we, we do in our human form. That's why Jesus came. The good news is, through Jesus, we have been justified by our faith. By believing. By saying, Amen. When God says you are justified, amen. And because you believe that, he calls you righteous. Because of what Christ did. It's not about us. <laughs> I know it's going to hurt your feelings. But it is not about you. It's about what Jesus did for you. And not just for you. He did it for the world. They just don't know it. And instead of us condemning the world, we should be out there giving them hope. Hey, guess what? I got sin too. But because I believe in Christ who paid for my sin, I've been justified before God. It doesn't make me better than you. It makes me, it gives me hope. And, and I want to love you in that way. I want to share that with you. Instead of judging them, love them. Let me just tell you this, seniors, because I know there's a few in here. I heard this word a couple times. I've been to a couple of things over the last couple of weeks. <laughs> and I want to challenge you. Stand up for God. You got to stand on the Bible. So just to let you know I can preach, right? Yeah. You got to, you got to. Whenever you hear you got to, don't listen to it. Rest. Rest. You want to change the world? You want to be a, a world changer? Love people. Don't judge them. It's not your job to stand up, guys. It's just not your job. God can do that on his own. What he wants you to do is love people because that's what Jesus came to do. Jesus hung out with sinners. The, the stuff I've been hearing lately is, is man, you got you to stand apart. No. Go stand in the middle of them. Love on them. Hug them. Give them your shoes. Give them your shirt. Give them your last $20. Love on them. Because love is what's going to win in the end. Amen? Just put yourself there. How, how many of you guys would ever want something like, something uh, that you've done just thrown out there? Good Lord. I thank the Lord every day that Facebook wasn't around when I was in high school. Because there would still be pictures of me running around where I shouldn't have been running around. Do I need to say any more? Bob, I know you know that feeling. Now, to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He does not say, and to the seeds as of many, but as of one. And to your seed, whom is Christ. That whole promise, what people say, we're the seed, we're the seed of Abraham. Yeah, but that whole promise is about that one seed. The only seed that could do what God called him to do. The only one that could do it. That's why it's good news. That whole chapter is about the good news, the gospel. And there's only one that gets the credit for it. One seed. Abraham had many seeds, but only one seed is the heir of Abraham. And because of him, we get swept up in it. It's a gift. You can't earn it. There's nothing you can do. So how are we blessed? How are we blessed? How do we get the blessings that are all that the Bible says we are ours? How do we get them? Glad you asked. <laughs> Galatians 3, same chapter. We just go back to verse 5. Therefore, he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you. Works there, by the way, is present tense. God is still working miracles today. He's not an old thing. 
He's still doing it today. People say, hey, man, people don't get healed just by touching anymore. You keep believing that. Go ahead. I've seen it happen in this very church. Right here. People healed like that. And I'm not making apologies. In, listen, I grew up in a church where that stuff just wasn't supposed to happen. It's from the devil. Think about that. Anybody else grow up like that? That's a lie from the pit of hell. Imagine all the stuff that was suppressed because we had that belief. Not anymore. I tell people all the time, man. They call me up from, from other churches. They're like, they're like, Troy, please pray. I'm like, come to our church Sunday. You don't have to join. Just come. We'll lay hands on you. We'll pray. We'll anoint you. You'll walk out whole. And I'm not saying it cocky. I'm saying it by faith. By faith. I'm not, I'm not saying, hey, this church is bad. He and I believe that there's power in prayer. And there's power in that oil. Amen? All right, so he still works miracles today. Does he do it by the works of the law? No. Or by the hearing of faith. It's the hearing of faith. Abraham was blessed with believing. Hearing of faith. Just as Abraham, see? Believed God. He amen God, and it was accounted to him for righteous. Now, now listen. What is the context of this? Why, why did Abraham get counted as righteous? Because he believed? What did he believe? Look. He believed that it's not by what he did anymore. It's by faith. That's it. By faith. You are justified by faith, not the works of the law. You can never be that way. Uh, therefore, know that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. Only those who are faith, not works, faith, are sons of Abraham. And the scripture foreseeing, this is the one we read earlier, that God would justify the Gentiles by faith. Preach the gospel to Abraham beforehand saying, in you all the nations shall be blessed. So then those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. What did Abraham believe? Justification by faith. By faith. That's it. You are justified by faith. That's too easy. Yeah. That's because God loves people. He wants it to be easy. Religion jacks it up. Religion makes it so hard. Religion makes you go to seminary school to do this. That's crazy when fishermen can do this. I mean, listen, if I can do this, <laughs> God can use anybody. Amen? And even if nobody will step up, he'll use an ass to do it. Amen? That's what he did in the Bible. He's like, no, nobody going to talk. Then, and the donkey started talking. And every time I read that story, I always think of Eddie Murphy's voice. Check. <laughs> Don't y'all do that? <laughs> do you, nobody else really does that? I always think of Eddie Murphy when I see Donkey in the Bible. Or when I see Donkey anywhere. Love that guy. He needs Jesus. <laughs> One time. <laughs> I just got to share this real quick. My wife and I, uh, this is about five years ago maybe. Hunter was in high school at some point. And any of y'all see Raw back in the day, like his stand-up? And I remember how funny it was, right? Because I used to watch it all the time. And we rented that, <laughs> and we were going to watch it with Hunter. But we got about two minutes into it, and I was like, I don't remember being like that. <laughs> but it was, I really didn't, but it was amazing how we forget stuff like that 
<laughs> Anybody ever do that? You ever try to show your kids a movie that you watched and you're like, whoa. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> All right. Um, boom, boom. Justification is by faith and not by our works anymore. That's what God showed Abraham in the stars. Amen? That's the gospel. So let's look at Romans 4. What then shall we say that Abraham our father has found according to the flesh? Flesh is self-effort. Flesh is you trying to do something for the Lord. For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. There it is again. Different book. Romans chapter 4. Abraham believed God. So Abraham knew he could not be justified by what he did. When you see works there, it means that you're trying to work to be accepted by God. You're trying to work to earn your righteousness from God. It's never going to work. You are justified only by faith in what Christ did. Because listen, think about this. If you try to do it, then you get the glory. But if you step back and trust Jesus, Jesus gets the glory. Because he went to the cross for you. But every time you try to work, it's like you're trying to pay for it instead of receiving the payment that was already made for you. Amen? Doesn't that make sense? That's why God wants it that way. So what does this believe? Abraham believed God. I'm just going to dig a little deeper. Romans 4, you keep going. Next verse. Now to him who works, the wages are not counted as grace, but debt. Like if you're going to try and work and keep the commandments, keep the law, remember the context is the law. That's what works is, self-effort. If you're going to try to keep the law by yourself, then, then it's no longer grace. It's debt. And God will be a debtor to no man. That's why it doesn't work. But to him who does not work, but believes on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted for righteousness. He who does not work, but believes on Jesus who justifies the ungodly. Notice it says justifies the ungodly. If you're godly, you don't need justification. Justifies the ungodly. His faith is accounted for righteousness. That's who we are. God justified the ungodly. Amen? Love that. All right? So how can a holy God justify the ungodly? A divine exchange. It happened at the cross. Jesus came, took your place. He who knew no sin became sin for you so that you can become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He didn't deserve any of it. He took everything he did not deserve so that we could get everything we did not deserve. A divine exchange. That's how God can justify the ungodly. That's how you can do some crazy crap here on this earth and be, and be standing up here preaching the gospel. Because I'm not looking at what I did in the past and condemning myself. I'm standing up here telling you who I am. And the Lord speaks through me. Amen? Don't you understand that, that the, the, the more you have baggage and you can see someone change their lives, like Mr. Thomas, right? You see God changing someone's life. It's a beautiful thing. And people need to know that, man, that... I used to think my pastor was perfect. That he didn't sin at all. I used to think he was going to be the first. But then you talk to his wife. She's like, look, 
<laughs> Y'all remember Miss Carmen? She about this tall. She like, look, had that little Cuban accent. <laughs> he ain't perfect, right? And it wasn't. It's just to let me know, hey, you don't have to be perfect to do this, to speak for God. Graduates, that's what I'm telling you. You don't have to be challenged. Be who you are. Just be who God created you to be. Love on people. They need to see that you're a, a regular person like them. But you understand forgiveness. You understand grace. You understand you don't deserve it, but you got it. They need to see that. They think that you're perfect because you go to church because you stand apart. You're holy. <laughs> That's called a hypocrite. That's why they think we're hypocrites. Because we stand up here acting like we're separated. We're set apart. You know what? You know what sets you apart? Jesus. He's already done it. He's your sanctification. That's what the Bible says. He's your sanctification. Now, go out there and tell him. The only reason I'm here is because I've been saved by Jesus. Guess what? He loves you. He loves me. He's, he's already given his life to pay for sin where you and I fall short. We fall short. I fall short all the time. Today, I fell short. But I can rise back up because I know I'm forgiven. I'm not going to waller in shame and condemnation. I'm going to get up and walk in, in power and strength because I've been changed. You say it like that, they're either going to run. <laughs> that fool crazy? Or they're going to be like, tell me more. But it's the passion inside you that does that. Amen? All right, we're almost done. Back here. All right. So then those who are of faith, we're back in Galatians. Those who are in faith are blessed with believing. Who is blessed? Those who are of faith. Who is cursed? For as many as of are the works of the law are under the curse. Look at that. Notice it doesn't say those who break the law. Sit right there for a second. It doesn't say those who break the law. It says those who are the works of the law. Listen, the more you try to keep the works, the more you try to keep the law, the more you try to do all those things in the Ten Commandments. Look what it says. You are cursed. Why? Because you can't do it. Jesus is the only one that can do it. That's why he came. That's why the law was given. The law was given so that it would show you you need Jesus. And he came. So if you want to be blessed, how are we blessed? It's only by faith. If you're still trying to work your way into, into God's good standing, you're under a curse. Why? Because you'll never be able to do it on your own. You need Jesus. You've got to have him. And I love that it says, for as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. I always read that growing up thinking if you break God's Ten Commandments. Didn't you? But it says if you actually try to keep them to be accepted by God. That's what it means. Whoo! All right. This is the verse we got to know, guys. We got to know for our own protection, our own minds, right? We can say this. The words are powerful. The, the, the scripture is our sword, isn't it? We got to learn to speak life. This is it. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. We are the righteousness of God. That's who we are. So whenever you fail, the first thing you need to say out of your mouth is, I'm, I'm the righteousness of God. It's not my righteousness. It's His. And He gave it to me freely. I didn't deserve it. But all I can do, the most humbling thing you can do is say, thank you. Thank you that you have given me righteousness. Amen? Last thing. Psalm 71. How many of you guys have heard this Psalm? I haven't read Psalm 71, honestly, before this last week. And it just, it's powerful. So David, 
is asking God to deliver him from an enemy, a physical enemy. But for us today, we might have enemies that come against us. They might be, it might be sickness, it might be debt, whatever it is, right? Any of that stuff that comes against you. Let me just tell you this. David here had a physical enemy. But for us today, the way we read this is whatever is against us is against God because he is for you. And if he's for you, the Bible says, who can be against you? It's a matter of who you, are you focused on your enemy? Are you focused on your Savior, the one who's for you, your shield? In you, O Lord, I put my trust. Let me never be put to shame. Deliver me in your righteousness. Not deliver me in my righteousness, in my works. Deliver me in your righteousness. And cause me to escape. Incline your ear to me and save me. Anybody ever asked for an escape route? God, save me from this. Show me the way. Show me the way out. He always provides a way out. Amen? What does that escape look like? You get bad news slapped in your face. What does that escape look like for you? Well, I'm going to show you in this verse how David got through it. How did God deliver David? Because God will deliver you. Amen? How did God deliver David? He says, deliver me in your righteousness. What does that mean? Your righteousness. Same chapter. You drop down to verse uh, 15. Your way of escape is to confess his righteousness. Deliver me in your righteousness. That's what it says. Get, amen. Look at this. Verse 15. My mouth shall tell. That's the same word tell that, the, that God told Abraham to do in the stars. My mouth shall tell the story of your righteousness and your salvation all the day. All throughout the day. For I do not know their limits. David's like, I don't even know how to explain how good you are I can't even fit the words to, to describe how awesome you are how great your righteousness is I don't know how to say it so I'm going to say it like this and my mouth shall tell of your righteousness and your salvation all day long if you need a way of escape you start telling about God's righteousness you start saying I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus that's your escape because you need to know that. You need to tell yourself that. And when you say it out of your mouth, great power comes. Great strength comes. How do I know? Very next verse. I will go in the strength of the Lord God. I will make mention of your righteousness, of yours only, God. So when you start confessing righteousness, that you are the righteousness of God, strength comes right behind it. And you're built up, not in your own pride, in His righteousness. That's how you do it. You go through a, a tough time. You need a way of escape. You start confessing, I am the righteousness of God. Because let me tell you something. The enemy, even yourself, you could do it to yourself. You beat yourself up because of your failings. That's our human nature. Somebody's got to pay. Well, somebody did pay. Stop taking it away from them. Give them glory and stop trying to take it back. And you will find strength there. Because what do you do when you, when you waller in guilt and shame? Your head goes down. You get weak. You feel like God can't use you anymore. But the moment you realize that's not for you, and you say, wait a minute, wait a minute, back up, Satan. I am. Say am. That means right now where I stand, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And when you say that by faith, God's like, I'm a great rewarder. And what you just did, you are 
righteous. And you know it. Now you got strength. Now go change the world. But you can't change the world with your head down. Amen? You want to know how this chapter ends? It's unbelievable. Come back next Sunday. All right, last two verses. My lips shall greatly rejoice when I sing to you, and my soul, which you have redeemed. My tongue also shall talk of your righteousness all the day long, for they are confounded, for they are brought to shame who seek my hurt. Your way of escape, you know what you do? You say, thank you, Lord, for your righteousness. I am the righteousness of God. You know what happens? Your debt, your enemies, your sickness are confounded. They're confused. They're put to shame. You don't believe? Try it. Try doing what the Word says. Just try it one time. Because the way we do things sometimes is not working. But when we start doing what David did, David rose up out of there, man. God used David. He was called a friend of God. He was a mighty man of God. Because, yes, he was attacked. We are attacked. And listen, seniors, again. When you feel like people tell you the world's going to attack you, just raise your hand if anybody in this room was attacked for being a Christian. Like, attacked. Don't let people paint that picture for you. Making it seem like it's you against the world. If we were to love people, just love them. There's not going to be an attack. <laughs> He's our shield. You just go out and do what the Lord has asked you to do. Love people. Be amongst sinners. The Holy Spirit will tell you if you need to walk away. But don't not go. Because they're sinners. Because then you're going to turn around and look in the mirror and go, oh, there's another one. Amen? Listen, when you have something come against you in this world, friends, people attack you, all you have to do is start talking, start telling the story of his righteousness, the gospel. Tell the story of his righteousness. I am. You know how you do it? I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You start telling that story all day long. Why does it say all day long? You can say it in the morning, but is that going to help you? Sure. But is it going to help you at 11 o'clock? Is it going to help you at lunchtime? 3 o'clock? 4 o'clock? Say it all day. All day. I am the righteousness of God. Say it right now. Stand up with me, church. Say it right now. Say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You guys understand the power that just came out of your mouth. That's the power that's going to change your mind and change your life because you're going to see things differently now. The more you start to speak those, those, that, those truths over your situation, that's your way of escape, church. That's how you get out of something. You start reminding yourself who you are and whose you are. He's your shield. Amen? And he's your rewarder. He's your paymaster. When you do that, you walk in strength. Are you guys blessed beyond measure? Yes, give him the praise. He deserves all of it. I hope, I have a confident expectation that you're going to walk out of here saying that this whole week. Start today. Start today. Amen? Your family coming over for the weekend. I know a lot of people are out of town. You guys are blessed with hearing this message. 
start speaking that out even today over the whole weekend i am the righteous because you guys you guys will be attacked but it's not going to be physical for being a christian it's going to be mental it's going to be in your head amen there will be a day when that might happen but not today not today we're going to speak out truth if you are looking for a church this is who we are this is what we believe this is the way he and i speak those are the songs we sing they're chosen very carefully because of the words um, this is just what we believe. And if you want to be a part of that, we'd love to have you. Um, there's an application out back. <laughs> nope, there's a little thing up here. We just need a record. Um, if you don't know Jesus, <laughs> you, it'd be impossible for you to not know him now. Amen? Because this sermon, is, uh, this message is all about Jesus. He is a, a uh, man, he's, he's altogether lovely. And he has done all the work for you. If you need to speak with me or Pastor D after church, uh, please come and, and, and find us. Man, we want to be able to pray a prayer over you. It, it literally, God made it so simple, it does not take all day. <laughs> and there's no class to attend afterwards. Amen? Um, if you have a prayer request, uh, I know of one that I'm going to be meeting with somebody after church, but just find one of us. There's so many people in this church that are, are prayer warriors, so to speak, that we would just love to lay hands on you and pray over you. Uh, whatever situation you may go into. But the way we finish our service is Pastor D comes up and he really, he, he speaks scripture over you. He blesses you. Guys, this is what you have to do. Just what we saw Abraham do. The way you believe is by saying, amen. You amen what he's saying. It's the truth. He is not going to get up here and condemn you and make you feel shameful. That's not what we're called to do. Amen. And so when he speaks scripture over you, it's life giving scripture. It's, it's stuff that we, we want to say amen to. And that's how you receive it, by saying amen. That's how you believe it. You say it, drops down into your heart, and you walk it out. Y'all ready to do that? All right, Pastor D. Amen. Come on, let us pray, church. Heavenly Father, we just bless your name, God. We just thank you so much for blessing us with faith. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word that says that without faith it is impossible to please God. But God, you have given us faith. You've given us exactly what we need, Father, even if it's just a seed of faith, even if it's just a mustard seed of faith. Father, your word says that it's, it's strong enough, it's powerful enough to remove mountains. So, Father, we just bless you and thank you, Father, for giving us faith, for giving us the opportunity, Father, to be blessed by you, for giving us the opportunity, God, to receive from you. For everything that we receive from you, God, we receive by grace through faith. We thank you, God, for equipping us with it. It's powerful. Thank you, Father, for the power of believing and for the power of agreement, Father. We thank you, Lord, that we can confess with our mouth and agree with you about what you have said. We thank you, Father, for the word that you've spoken out over our life. God, we thank you for the, the blessings and the promises of God that are yes and amen, God, that you have spoken out the same word, Father, that you spoke out to Abraham, Father, by faith we receive those same blessings for we are the seed of Abraham through faith. For we are justified by faith and faith alone. We thank you, Jesus, for being our justification. We thank you for being the propitiation for our sin. We thank you for bringing about every good and perfect gift that comes down from the Father. And Father, I thank you, Lord, for just blessing us and equipping us with this word today. Thank you, Father, for reminding us of your word and of your promises and of the power, God, that's been given us through faith to believe and to speak. Your word says, I believe and therefore I speak. God, we speak your word. We stand on your word. We put our faith, our trust, our confidence, our hope 
in your word. Your word is Jesus. Your word came, dwelt among us. Father, we bless you. We thank you for Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for doing what you did for us, that which we could not do. You are our sacrifice. You are the Lamb of God that was slain before the foundations of the world. You are the best that heaven had to offer, and we receive you by faith. Thank you, Father, for equipping us today, for arming us, for causing us, Father, to be mighty and powerful, all for your glory. Father, thank you for giving us opportunities and divine appointments, God, to share this good news, this gospel. Thank you, Father, for the power of God to salvation that's in the gospel. Lord, order our steps. Continue to bless the work of our hands and cause us to be fruitful and multiply in the earth. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We are dismissed.